What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Status Update. And I've been trying to find my way home. Through you, I remain strong. What would Jesse do? What would Jesse do? What would Jesse do? The Status Update podcast is centered around sharing stories and talking about lived experiences, becoming better because of it. We explore topics around family, friends, relationships, dreams, and aspirations. And my next guest needs no introduction. Welcome to the Status Update podcast. How are you? I'm good, Jamil. Thank you for having me on. Um, Thank you for coming on. Introduce yourself for the people. All right. So my name is Abby. I met Jamil in our graduate program at CCSU for counseling and higher ed. We were actually in the same 501 class together where we were counselors of each other. So we definitely got really close from that. But I kind of got into the program because I loved my time in undergrad. And that's kind of what showed me my passion for my job. Um, But really, I kind of grew up doing gymnastics and I was very like busy as a child and did the same things over and over again all the time and had a pretty simple and easy life till I got to grad school and I started to like learn about things and explore new things. Um, And then I landed my job at Fairfield from my time in grad school. So I work at Fairfield University now in the Office of Residence Life, which is something I never thought I would be working in. Um, I thought I would work in the academic side of the house, but here I am working in residence life and crisis response in our COVID world. So it's definitely something new and exciting every day. I don't know if I would really say exciting, but you know, you got to think of it as exciting or else it's horrible. Absolutely. I feel that. So you're also from the Connecticut area. Um, You're actually from a town like right next door to mine. (laughs) I'm from Bristol. You're from... Farmington. Yes, I'm from Farmington, Connecticut. I grew up there. I My parents have owned the same house their whole life. I was brought home to that house from the hospital uh, and still visit back home to that same house. Um, but it was nice. Yeah. So I, I did want to ask because obviously I've, I've been, I've been all full disclosure, I've counseled Abby before. So I know a lot about so Abby. Much. <laughs> so many things. So Obviously, you've, you've gone through a lot of things in your lifetime. Um, can you talk a little bit about the transitions that you've had from, let's say, high school to college, and then what that, from college to grad school and grad school to professional life and living has been? Yeah. So uh, going through high school, going through kind of all of elementary school, uh, I was always with the same people in the same school, with the same friends, doing the same things. Like I said, I was doing gymnastics after school. So it was like school, gymnastics, homework, bed all the time for my whole life. So there was like very little transition as I went through, you know, grades K through 12. Just the normal transitions like you know, eighth grade promotion where you were like, oh, no, we're all leaving for the summer and I'll see you back at high school. So there was su- such little change in my life. And not too many major life events were happening, uh, like no deaths in the family or anything super big. So I was just kind of like zooming along through life, having a good time. And then it was time to go to college and it was always something that I was gonna do. So it didn't really seem like a big transition to me because I grew up in a household where like, that's what you do next. You graduate from high school and you go to college. 
And so I didn't really have to think about what am I doing next after high school? I just was like, okay, I'm at college, but the, the story ended there. <laughs> and I got to college and was like, okay, cool, we did this, I'm here. Like now what? I have four years of my life to spend here and I have no idea what that's supposed to be. Nobody told me that part. Like it was very hard at first to just figure out what it was supposed to be like to be a college student because no one told me that part. They just said, you go. So I moved in and got there and my life was just all my own now to figure out. It wasn't written for me anymore. I wasn't doing the same thing every day. So I spent so much time worrying about how do I make new friends? I've never had to do this before and still keeping gymnastics in my life, but it was no longer the thing I did every afternoon. So how do I even spend my time and what am I supposed to do? So I definitely spiraled into like a quarter life crisis of figuring out who I am and what is the point and why am I here and what do I want to do after this because nobody told me that part yet. So once I kind of mastered the college transition, I was like, okay, I figured this out. I'm working it through, like made some friends. I'm ready to graduate. And I just had no idea what to do with myself. I was like, where do I go? I thought I liked counseling or social work. But that's just because that's what everybody said because I liked people and talking to people. And I was like, what do I, what do I do after this? And so I actually worked in the Academic Achievement Center at UConn. And Leo runs that center. And when I was like, I just don't, I don't know, like, what do I do with myself here? He was like, you know, you seem to like your job here in AAC. Like you're an intern here. You've been working with all the mentor programs. You know, this is a career, right? And I was like, uh, no, what do you, what do you mean by this? Like, what is a career? He was like, well, I have a job, you know? And I was like, oh, you're right. I guess, I guess you are employed. You work at a place. (laughs) Yeah. You come here every day. They pay you to do this. So why can't they do that for me? So that's what kind of got me applying to grad school programs for higher ed. Um, And I picked counseling program because, well, I thought I was going to be a counselor and a social worker. So it seemed like it fit together. And that was a whole new transition in and of itself to jump into grad school, something I had no idea what it was going to be like. I was so scared in my first grad school class. Jamel comes in sitting like, oh, this is the easiest thing I've ever done. Life's good. We're chilling. I was like, did I bring the right color pencil? I think maybe I'm supposed to have a different color notebook. This seems like not okay. Is it okay if I have a binder and everyone else has a notebook? This is a problem. And it was terrifying. But then I met Jamil and Rachel from our class and we got to counsel each other. So I had to share all of the things that I was worried about and scared about from my entire life. And that really helped the transition so much because I actually got to like talk through it and figure out what was scary and what wasn't and like found some people that could help me through the rest of grad school. And so yeah, that that got me grad school. I'm going to keep going all the way through my job. So let's stop at grad school a little bit. Because I remember meeting you. Obviously, we sat down at the same table. This is like, the world is so crazy. Like, we literally sat at the same table for our first grad school class. And that was like where we all just met. And then we got randomly assigned. I know. We didn't even choose our groups. (laughs) Professor Kramer was just like, the three of you, here you go. Tell your life story, all your fears. Yeah. So with that transition... Um, going into grad school and like for the first time really just being out kind of post undergrad that time frame where you're like 
more of an adult and less of a like student you have responsibilities you like supervise students you you were an advisor at the time how was that uh how was that transition so different than the one you experienced earlier coming from high school to college i think the big difference was that nobody told me how it was going to go and nobody showed me the ropes um, my mom had a master's degree but her program kind of went right from undergrad, it was all connected. So she really didn't have the experience of choosing the masters and like going there. And there was just so much unknown at that point when I was picking my grad program. And also I felt like it was very random, even though everything lines up when I tell the story about liking counseling and liking higher ed and how I pick my program. In my head, I was just like, I have randomly applied to a school and randomly picked a program and here I go with no purpose, with no intention. Like there was no, there was so much thinking on my part, but for me, apparently I thought there was nothing going on in my head. And so I think that was the biggest difference there was just that like nobody had written it out for me and no one had showed me the path. And they were like, you just pick your own, go ahead make your own path. And I was terrified because I never got to write my own story in that way before. Um, which is a funny reference because you did have me write my own story in our 501 class. <laughs> I do remember this. So, so I, I know that you, you left uh, CCSU from working there at one point and went to University of St. Joseph. That's another huge change. What was that like? What was that decision like? Um, talk to the listeners a little bit about like what your thought process was in making that transition. Yeah, I think making that transition was the first time I made a choice completely for myself. And I think that was very uplifting and it was very inspiring for me. And it gave me a lot of confidence that I don't think, or I didn't know that I had. It was confidence that I kind of noticed from doing it. Um, I had, I chose a job for my first year of grad school that was in academics, working with students on probation, which was very similar to experiences that I had in my undergrad. And I realized that if I wanted to make myself marketable in my head, I thought I needed a wide range of different experiences on my resume. So I didn't think it was gonna be helpful for me to stay in this area that I really didn't like that much either. And I, I wanted something more fun and exciting. So I learned about the job at USJ from you and you would talk all the time in 501 about these wild things that you'd be doing and all these fun adventures that you were having and cool things you'd get to try out and just like, plan something big and put it on and they gave you all this freedom. So I wanted to, to do that essentially just for my resume. Like I was still in that like tunnel vision, like I just need to get to the next step. What am I supposed to do? And was like, you know what, this will be a good opportunity. So it was terrifying. I asked everybody all the time. I was like, what do I do next? How do I write this email? How do I send this? I couldn't do any of it on my own. It was so hard because I was just so scared of making a decision on my own. I couldn't blame it on somebody else. I couldn't say this is how it's supposed to go. I had full ownership of this choice. Mm. Uh, and my boss was a little scary. So I was like, I'm gonna have to tell this woman that like, I'm not gonna work here anymore. And she expects me to work here again. So it was so terrifying. I've never had to like find that bravery in myself. And I, I did it. And I think I learned so much from just standing up for myself and figuring out my own path. And I don't need to just stick to what's already written for me or what I'm supposed to be doing. Because sometimes that that box of what you're supposed to do isn't right. And it's okay to jump out. And I really 
tried it that for that first time and was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to her. I'm going to apply for this job. I applied kind of behind her, but I didn't tell anybody I was leaving. I went and applied, got the job at USJ and was like, you know what? I'm taking it. So I did. I had to go and tell her that like, I'm leaving. I'm going to go to a new job. And it was really thrilling, but also terrifying. Yeah. I, I remember that time period. And it it's like super powerful because you were able to kind of just say like, I'm going to control my life and I'm going to control my direction and I'm going to do what I believe is best. And I think coming up with that, like getting to that point is so like, it's so impressive one, because a lot of people just live in the box and they never escape. They do what they're told and they don't do anything for themselves. And I think you just stepping out and saying, this is what's best for me and I'm going to do it just shows like your maturity. Yeah. And I'm just such a box person. Like I love, I love the boxes. I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Tell me how it works. I'm ready for this. But then for some reason in this moment, I was jumping out of the box of what my job was supposed to be jumping into a job with no boxes, no rules, nothing planned, nothing certain at all. When you move to res life, especially at a school that's going through such big changes as USJ there was, I was just like, and you told me there were no boxes. You were like, there's no structure. There is no nothing. And I was like, that sounds amazing. That's what I want. And like, here I am, someone who's loves all of the structure, all of the organization, knowing what's going to happen next. I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that thing where I know nothing about what happens next. And when I got to that job, I cried many times because I was like, where are my boxes? Where is the plan? Where is the info that I need? And they were like, figure it out try it yourself, do whatever you want. And I was not ready for that much freedom. But as I went through it, I was like, okay, like this is something I can do. I'm capable of coming up with a plan here and like finding my own direction and doing something that I wanted to do, but like was too scared to try. Yeah, that, that was like, it was like one of the most awesome things about being at USJ was like, it's this, the fear of not knowing how this stuff works. But the the piece of like learning and saying, you know what, I got this, like I can figure this out, I can make it work myself. Um, so obviously that helped you get your, your next position. Um, what was that process like? I know applying to jobs, you got hired in March, right before COVID hit. Yeah. What was that like? Talk to the audience a little bit. I think it was so unexpected. I had put out probably 20 applications and heard back from none of them, probably because they were all watching this COVID thing happening that we had no clue about. And they were not hiring. They knew they were going to go into a freeze. So I heard back from Fairfield and I actually really liked the position because it was the opposite of USJ. I was like, there's still res life here. There's still uncertainty, but they had so much structure. They had a plan I mean, I wasn't looking for very basic things. They had a key room. I was like, that's really cool. There's a place to put keys. So my, my level of structure wasn't very high. But to me, I saw this place where I had it all figured out. They're going to teach me their ways and I'm going to jump in and I'm going to have some problem solving to do because it's res life and there's always something new popping up. But other than that, I'm just going to follow their flow. Mm. And USJ could not have prepared me more for starting in the height of the pandemic. I started like March 26th and I think the grocery stores in Fairfield were closed at that point. It was so bad. It was horrible in, in the world, right? There were so many things closed. Everything was shutting down and everything here changed. Like everything across all of higher ed was thrown out the window and we had to find a whole new way of doing everything. 
And I was just like, okay, I'm so used to doing everything from scratch on my own, however I want to, with whatever idea comes to mind and just winging it. And that's, I'm never ever a winging it person. And I'm on this staff and they're congratulating, like, wow, what a great idea. You're staying calm through this. I'm getting all these compliments for my winging it abilities. And I was like, who'd have thought my time at USJ would have taught me so much, but also who'd have thought I'd end up here at this place that I thought was so structured and everything would fall apart. Yeah, it's like COVID, COVID hit at this what at that just special time period in our lives where we both got jobs and we were moving to a new space. We started on the same day. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. But you know what? Christy prepared us because she was awesome with giving us freedom and flexibility and independence. Yes. So obviously you've been a you've been in this role for a while now. Um how has that how has that been becoming a professional um we're we're well past like graduation and all of that experience so <laughs> how has it been to be a professional and to to be a full i guess like grown adult because we don't have classes at school anymore yeah i think my image of what being a grown adult would be again i could write it myself but i had some practice now after grad school. I was like, all right, I have a plan. I know what my adult life is going to look like. And obviously that all went out the window because of COVID. I was like, this is the first time in 22 years that I'm not going to have school and homework and classes to be at. So I had all these plans of vacations and adventures and weekends out and nights on the town and all this stuff. And to me, like, that's what being an adult was going to be. I was going to have this, I was going to live on my own. I was excited to cook for myself, which I didn't even end up doing. When I moved here, the grocery stores were closed. So the campus was feeding us and our director got us like meal swipes for three months because there was nowhere to get food. It was not safe to go out. So I'm here living by myself, going nowhere, doing nothing, not even cooking for myself. And I was like, this is not, this is not what being an adult is. And I think it was just recently that I realized, like you said, we've been working as professionals for so long now. Like it's almost a year, which is wild because it kind of feels like one day. But when you think back to school, like I felt like I was in school six years ago. And it's just really weird to be in, in my adult life, but not the way I wrote it. But like, it's still, it's still okay. And it's still going and I'm still enjoying it at times. It's hard. But it's, it's weird because I had my plan and couldn't carry it out, but life's still going on around me. Mm. Yeah, I think that you just said something that's so like important for anyone to really realize. It's like, yeah, life isn't how you planned it, but it doesn't mean you're not still there. Like you're still an adult, you're still a professional, you're still doing all of this stuff. Um, it just, you don't have the other things yet because of COVID. And I think a lot of people, obviously, um, COVID pushed a lot of things back and changed a lot of lives. So I think that piece definitely weighs on people sometimes. But I've realized also, it's like, you have to make the best of the situation you're in. And you can't really diminish your situation because it's not exactly what you want it to be. Yeah. And I think I have to remind myself that some days, some days I'm really happy about it and can figure it out. And I'm like, wow, look at me. I'm going to the grocery store. This is an adult thing. And other times I am just like, wow, this is not what I expected. This is not good. I'm upset about this. I wish it was different. But then I realized that 
it doesn't it doesn't need to be the way I was expecting it for it to be something useful or something important. Um, and I recently had to talk one of my RAs down from their their sadness because most of my RA staff is actually sophomores. So they we work in a first year building and with their first year students now, they're like, I just am really upset that they can't have the experience that I had. Yeah. And so they're looking back at this Fairfield year, which was cut short, but in their eyes, like they don't see that part. They see the beginning part before they left in March. And they're like, it was amazing. It was perfect. I could meet all these people. I did all these things. It was great. And they're like, I want them to have that. And they don't have that. And they kind of see it as like, that's it. They didn't get that experience. So it's over for them. It's horrible. They got nothing out of this year. Mm. And I reframed it because, you know, my job is to always sit here and reframe. And I reframed and just what come at, came out of my mouth was you had your fairy tale year and you had the fairy tale first year experience that you've always expected and wanted and knew existed. But the students right now, they have their own unique experience that they're going through that they're going to remember forever. The same way you remember your first year forever. And that's the goal, right? Is to have a first year that you remember and that matter to you. Yeah. And these students, yeah, they didn't have a fairy tale year but they're for sure going through something as a group that they're going to remember and they're going to bond over so I think when I said that to her I was like hey that applies to you too like mm. you may have moved out and wanted this fairy tale experience of what being an adult was in my head but then that's not what I got but I like still had this unique experience where I was going through it with people in my grad program and people that I was working with and we have this bond over it now because we all know what it was like and it, it was still unique and special. And I'll always remember my first year as a pro staff and what it was like, but it wasn't what I was expecting, but that's not a bad thing. That was so good. Like, wow, you just got me. I almost dropped a tear. That was so good. <laughs> no, because like what you just said was so powerful. It's like, yeah, it wasn't what you were expecting, but it definitely is something that you'll connect with forever. Like I'm never gonna forget this first year at a manual, it's like, it's gonna be so hard. I would never be able to forget our, our grad program finishing up in the pandemic and us taking law over, over the computer. <laughs> I know, I will never forget Dr. Kennedy reading us all the places you'll go in all her regalia. That moment will forever be in my head. We asked her to record it. We have the recording, but I don't even need it. And as much as that's not the graduation we wanted, that is such a special moment to have. And Ugh. so there's so many beautiful things that came out of it that we wouldn't have wanted to finish our program any other way. Would I have liked to be able to defend my capstone in real life because I put <laughs> a lot of work into it? Yes, yeah. but that's something we can't take back. Yeah, like that, that moment of her reading will, will never be forgotten. And we would have not gotten that any other way. No, never in my wildest <laughs> dreams would I expect her to read a Dr. Seuss book but leave it to Dr. Kennedy to be like, you know what, I need to give them something special. And that's what she thinks of. And it was just the most amazing experience. Yeah. And I think that just coupled with that, when, when it comes to changes, when it comes to transitions, that's obviously what we've been talking about a lot. What advice do you give people um, as they're going through their own life when they're transitioning and they're going through changes? I think the biggest thing is you need a support system. You need mm -hmm. people that know your story, know you're going through it, and that you can trust to share your highs and lows of that transition. And as long as you have that support system, you're okay and you can have those highs and lows. But I think the second 
second thing there is just like recognizing that anytime things change or you go through a transition, they're gonna change. It's gonna be different, it's gonna be new. And new doesn't necessarily mean bad. If you don't know what's happening or you don't understand, that's not a bad thing. And I think COVID taught me that. That is something I'm o- I've always been horrible at was I thought I needed to know when I started something new exactly how it needed to go and that I was dumb and couldn't like wasn't good enough because I didn't come already knowing, even though like, they weren't even expecting me to know or whatever it was, I shouldn't have known what it was. So COVID has really taught me that when you you get somewhere you just ask questions and you figure it out and that's like that's okay and I can be like confident and proud in those feelings instead of them making me stressed and worried Um, and and you actually learn a lot more that way when you're just free to let yourself be part of the learning process and let the change happen and let it be new then you're open to learning more about it and becoming more comfortable with it I love it I love it because having a support system is obviously like it's something that people like almost forget matters, but like having a support system of people who know what you're going through. I I like the way you phrased it because the people that know what you're going through can really help you in that time of change and in that time of transition, because they're still going to be there on the other side. So it's not as if you're changing and they're going for good. It's like things are changing, but I'm still here. I'm still available. Our group chat still exists. Um, yes. <laughs> people forget that so I think that was that was like super crucial yeah I think a lot of it too is that I can't compare myself to the other people whether it's the new people and the new like the people in the environment that already know what's going on and they're not transitioning they've been there or the people that are also transitioning at the same time so I couldn't compare myself to you or other people that were starting their jobs because when I'd hear your stories of success and great things you were doing and other, other things, and I was like, I'm still lost and confused. I had to remind myself that like, Jamil's also lost and confused. He's just telling me something he figured out today. And I figured out one thing today and I could share that and look like I know what I'm doing. But like on top of that, I'm not, I may be lost and confused. And like the people that I work with, they're not lost and confused because they already did this uh, or they already know, yeah, we're lost about COVID, but like they know the normal process. So I had to continue to ask, okay, great, but like, what was the, the normal way? Because when they're, you know, giving all this info and they're like, oh, we're just gonna change the last way we do this. I'm like, I don't know the, the regular way we do this to change it. So I'd compare myself all the time and be like, why don't I know? Like, why haven't I figured this out yet? And that, then I realized that if I'm spending all my time comparing myself, I'm just gonna get myself down. And I had to focus on my transition and my change and my learning so that I could get to a point where I felt comfortable. Yeah, I think that's 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 important for everyone to listen to. It's you don't need to have you don't need to know all the information. You don't have to be the person that has all the knowledge. And it's okay to ask because especially when you're changing and you're going into a different environment, it's like you're not expected to know. And I think that's one thing that hit me this year was like no one expects you to know all of the things because you've never done them. Even if you're like hired as a professional, you should do certain things. No one's expecting you to get everything immediately. Yeah, I think COVID actually helped with that. Getting a new job and starting in COVID was really nice because nobody had any expectations of each other, of what was happening. We'd have our staff meeting and they'd be like, if you need to be in bed right now, that's fine. And there was just no expectations of how the world was going to work and how we were going to do our jobs. 
So that was really helpful in making the transition because I wasn't scanning the room to figure out what the expectation was and what, what, what I should be expecting of other people and all of these things. So in a very, very unique way, I think starting out in the professional world in COVID was actually helpful to me because it got rid of that whole air of like, everyone else knows what they're doing and I'm the only one in the room who doesn't because every time I got in that room, Zoom room, I was just like, okay, like we all were starting from square one, blank slate, like let's figure something out together and make a plan. And I didn't feel so lost in that discussion as I think I would have if everything was going as normal. Mm. Yeah, and I think the other piece that I hope anyone that's listening gets from this is that your, your mindset has been so positive throughout this. Even when you've been down, you found ways to pick yourself back up um, and you don't see this change or any of the transition as a negative thing. It might be scary because let's face it, like transition and change is scary. Like, yeah, it just is, but it doesn't paralyze you from like going and doing it. So I think one of the last questions I want to ask is like, how do you find the courage to do it? Like, how do you find the courage to go through transitions and go through change and stay positive? I think that's a really good question. And I think some days I don't, some days I'm just not about it. And I think that's okay with our counseling backgrounds. You know that you know, there's going to be those down times, but I also remind myself that like those down days are what make the good days better. So I think that the motivation really just comes from my, my want to always be learning and try like learning something new and getting better at what I do. Um, and I, I'm never okay just being okay at what I do. So I think that gets me through when it is really hard or when there's another new transition or another new change that's happening. Um, that I really just have to remind myself that this is something I wanted to learn and do. I took this job because I would learn because I'd have all these experiences. So my motivation really just comes from always wanting to do my best and go above and beyond and learn from the experience. And if I don't do anything and if I don't try, I'm not going to learn. So I got to do it, even if it's scary. Yeah, I think that's a that's an amazing note to take away. Um, thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. I wanted to give you an opportunity to like plug yourself on LinkedIn or anything like that. If you have any charities you want people to promote to, now's the time to do it. Floor is well, yours. thank you for having me on, Jamil. Like I said at the beginning, I was really scared to jump on, but this was something new that I was trying. Um, and I'm glad you had me on. My real name is Gabriella, so I am on LinkedIn as Gabriella Lester. And that's really the only exciting thing to plug about me. There's nothing fun to view on any of my social medias. I don't support any great causes. I wish I had a social media influence presence. Uh, I'll plug my friend, Natalie. She does Monet. So, you know, help, help Natalie out. Buy her Monet for Christmas. Hey, buy that. So final takeaway, what are the last words you want people to hear from you on the podcast? I think I just want listeners to leave and remember that even though change is hard, transition is hard, and it's scary, and sometimes we want to feel down about it, it's okay to be down and, and acknowledge that, but also you really just have to keep trying and find that silver lining and find your little fairy tale in there, even though this may not be our fairy tale year or your transition's not going how you wanted, there's still a special story in there and something you'll remember. Mm. Mm. I'm glad you said that. 
Thank you. You've been awesome. Thank you. Like what you just heard? Follow the Status Update podcast on Facebook and visit inspiredbyjamil.com for more content. See you next time. And I've been trying to find my way home Through you I remain strong oh, oh, oh. What would JC do? 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 Uh, through all the madness, yeah Always knew I would have him Oh, ain't even had to ask much Yeah, always there, never